0: Good day, Uh, my name is J.D.F. Chiba and welcome to another Tech Central podcast. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about RICO's safe and secure role in today's digital ecosystems and with a specific focus on GRC or Governance, Risk and Compliance. Um, And RICO, as we all know, is an information management and a digital services company. That's RICO spelled R-I-C-O-H, for those of you not familiar with the name. So with me in the studio today um, to discuss the topic is Marcel Otto. Uh, Marcel is the digital services product manager for RICO South Africa. So Marcel, welcome to the studio. Good to have you here today. Um, I think to kick off our conversation, uh, it'll be good for you to set the scene for us in terms of what you're seeing both locally and globally in terms of cyber and cyber crime particularly.
1: Great. Perfect. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Shadev. Uh, nice to be here again. And uh, yes, uh, wow. Where to start? I think if we um, just think of global, just think of the last couple of days. Um, I mean, if you look at the IC, uh, IC, uh, INC uh, Bank of China who um, basically the, the the US leg of it that was affected with that, um, you know, and uh, obviously the consequences and massive impacts of that, of the information breach. And uh, I mean, that's a, that's a one of your most sensitive type of uh, institutions, financial institutions, obviously, that mm-hmm. you get. So security measures does, uh, uh, must be top-notch, but obviously, you know, we're dealing with with a with a warfare <laughs> basically with cyber criminals that is something that um, is really difficult um, to match with uh, with uh, law enforcement and uh, uh, specifically I think in all different elements in all the different ways that cyber crime has now transpired um, I think cybercrime the all if we think of it and talk in the bigger picture you know there's, um there's so many different types there was a there was also a recent thing about scams on social media with people being lured and I mean we know we know about bullying in school but for businesses um we know one of the biggest and you know security is regarded as uh, one of the 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 top risks and concerns for organizations today with information hmm. technology and working with data and compliance and compromising of their data but apart from that I mean DP World Tour, Ach, DP World um the logistics uh, and uh, supply chain management shipping company that the ports got to stand still in Australia. I mean, that's crazy as well. Uh, We had local examples like that a couple of years ago, public sector. Transnet. Yes, yes. for example, force majeure uh, brought to our knees uh, where you can't expect it. Um, I think uh, locally more, I think, uh, you know, there's been enough reputational damage. Maybe I don't want to mention too many, organizations but I think there's there's good examples uh, more specifically recently also within the uh, private sector where um, you know it's if you look at the data breach um, you know you the saving are oh, you suffering the consequences of that uh, breach and in some cases your data and your reputational loss because of cyber crime and ransom ransomware attack for example um, uh, taking your data hostage and uh, and then um, the, Sometimes that could cost you. I mean, your your uh, your fines that you need to, or, or your your uh, release for. Getting access to your data, which is not guaranteed either. So mm-hmm. most companies that even pay their ransom, is not guaranteed that they and don't get their data always back. Um, so there's the cost to that, but then more to that is the reputational and then all the compliance nowadays. I mean, if you look at it in South Africa, and that is there was a notice from Information Regulator served for, um, with enough time after uh, recent incidents um, happened, uh, basically to uh, ensure that they get their. Uh, cybersecurity measures in place with all the certificates and protocols and measures that they need to have in place within their uh, cybersecurity strategy, basically. Uh, so they've been given time to rectify it and then uh, and take action on it to ensure that something like this does not occur again. And if they fail to do so, they will be penalized. And you know, there could be currently. I think we're looking at examples. There was the first fine, which was in the public sector and yes, on an I've office, offer, well. which was also a similar case. I think and now there's one in. Private and uh, I think you know there's going to be a time where it's not going to be uh, just uh, uh, an example anymore. I think they're going to probably real grind real down on it. So, yeah, so it's it's yeah. massive. I think it's so, it's obviously really broad, um, and yes. I think we oh, can talk I, about that. I, for look, long time. I think
0: I think the the trend is obvious that you know in the past we we considered ourselves well we could be safe we won't be we won't be breached, and now it's almost a, a case of everybody is potentially going to be breached or will be breached at some point. So it's not a question of if, but rather when, and, and what are you doing about it? You know, so clearly the consequences for organisations, as you mentioned, are, are quite severe. You know, whether it's a business or whether it's the public sector. And, you know, I mean, you've mentioned some of those consequences. I don't know if you can just elaborate a little bit about, you know, what are the consequences that organizations suffer? Obviously, they lose some of their data. They don't try and recover it. But there are other consequences, you know, in terms of reputational damage, financial damage, et cetera. If you want to just share a sure. little bit more about that.
1: Sure, perfect. Um, look, I think if you just look at some of the analyst reports and statements and, and findings, um, I think 200 days, roughly, to... Um, that you're looking at after being a victim of an attack like this uh, to, to for business to almost re- start returning to normal. So, um, you know, and then even marketing costs afterwards that they're spending, marketing budgets increasing about 65% after that again for two years after. They've got to compromise other things as well. I mean, there's other laws and regulations apart from uh, POPIA, for example, and apart from, um, you know, uh, I think your your uh, ethical and your um, uh, types of codes of conduct and policies and procedures that you have in place. But um, I think the bigger compromise is definitely, uh, I mean, if, if you, from your personal perspective, have uh, been affected by your data as a, as a person being compromised and my private information and my credit card details because of uh, uh, um, a, a, a business I supported online, Um, and uh, now my credit card details are being used um, in crime syndicates, and I don't know what else my personal information um, is being used for and where it exists in a dark web after something like that. So the trust and everything, I think, uh, you know, there's a lot that you can't, obviously, it's going to be difficult to measure, and it's going to take, I think, many years to actually... Really look back and see the consequences of it, and taking all the other things in, into into consideration as well, like uh, pandemics and things like that, uh, into your uh, data trends and things. But uh, um, I think you know it's 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 really it's something that no business c- can afford. I think if you if you uh, also look at it, the <laughs> the effect on the bottom line of it. At the end of the day, it can close businesses, um, mm. and uh, and uh, so the, apart from the financial losses. The reputational losses, the employees that's being affected by it, the human value at the end of it um, also, and the business that everybody's building up in a, I mean, in South Africa, we're in a a fighting economy, trying uh, to, to, um, to, to, to grow and to make the best of the situation we have, and I think it shows South Africans, just like the World Cup rugby and our cricket players now, and, and and just our attitudes of South Africans, you know, whatever you bring and throw ours our way, we're gonna we're gonna come and we're gonna still do our best to make a success from what we have, and we're sure. showing that yeah. in South Africa with our. Yeah. Um, That's
0: a lot of what we're talking about it really hinges on how organisations manage and process data. Um, I think. Can you talk a little bit sure. about, particularly, things like you know King Four, which is compliance for particularly kind of listed entities, but that equally applies to public sector organizations, small organizations, right? You know, and 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 how how organizations rec- are, are, are required to to manage the vulnerabilities of their digital ecosystems. Everybody's going into digital and digitalization today. Share a little bit about your thoughts around around King Four and and, and sure. those kinds of areas.
1: Perfect. Um, right. Yes. Like you mentioned, um, the JZ listed companies, it's uh, as per King 4, like the 12th principle in that. But even if you look at from 10, like your risk management, I mean, um, what you need to look at there, they all integrate. We're living in a, in a world of integrated reporting, integrated workplaces, integrated data yeah. and, and all of that. So, so yes. How do you structure that? How, you do, how do you um, make sense of it? How do you get control over that and, uh, and comply? And still tick all the other boxes that we need to tick because there's so many, right? Um, And uh, so if you think of um, the application of it, there's obviously your, uh, uh, you know, your um, data protection and the way that you uh, manage your information with uh, with the guidelines of, of principle twelve, which I think is, is is also quite extensive, so the people that that work with that will know what it means and uh, and and how to apply and what they need to do, and and it's it's not a uh, you mentioned earlier, you know, it's 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 not a, a question of when, but they have to also, and that's a or, or if question, yes. but for them for the listed companies, uh, they need to. Uh, Comply with those, and obviously for the for the better of society, um, and uh, and uh, everyone else uh, and uh, around them, um, and the environment. So um, I think apart from that, you know, there's South African National Archives retention periods and uh, deletion policies for records management, the records classification. So apart from your vulnerabilities and your data uh, where it's sitting, basically, uh, you know, also your working data and your data and your pro. Uh, business process data and uh, your records that employees have access to, and your public records and all those things need to be managed with certain guidelines, aspect classifications, um, according, to, and that's set in file plans. And there's integration with that, with Popia, for example, with employee records in HR or yes. at schools with um, with the pupils and the learners. And uh, so, and then um, you know, as you go from department to department, you've got your financial and your, for example, accounts payable, your financial, uh, international financial reporting standards. But the UN Global Compact, um, the Sustainable Development Goals—all these things come together, and a lot of the South African companies and multinational organisations also adhere to those uh, voluntary and ethical codes and ESGs, and uh, um, uh, which basically assists as per the voluntary code of King 4 in certain certain ways in the way that you that you yeah. apply it. Um, yeah. So, uh, I think we we can probably expand more on that i don't know if that answers no. your answers no, the question does. in uh, a way
0: I, I i think you know what what's what's clearly happening now is that you know more and more compliance requirements and governance requirements are being imposed on organizations um and as much as it sounds onerous it's also with good intention to actually protect the information because ultimately you want to protect the data and you want to protect the customers whose data that that belongs to All right. uh, and i think you know Companies and organizations have a responsibility towards their clients, customers, end users in managing and protecting their data. So I fully understand that. I mean, I've done a lot of work in my previous roles in King 3 and King 4. And it's a very difficult task to execute on. And, and you know, you, you think you've covered all of your bases, but it just mm-hmm. requires you to have missed one or two and, and you could get into trouble. So very very challenging environment and i think you know we've been spending a lot of time talking now largely about cybersecurity and cyber crime but i just wanted to step back in terms of what rico does right. and you know you you almost have six different pillars in terms of your digital services offerings right. let's just touch on those six sure. and, and, and share with those before we go back into to Perfect. cybersecurity specifically yeah. for today
1: great thank you um I think, yes, thanks for the opportunity to expand on that because I would like to touch on that. I think um, something just from a RICO perspective as a digital services company, uh, you know, that um, that's, I think that definitely uh, shows and um, I think just, testifies of uh, repositioning uh, Rico as a digital services company. Um, And uh, so our digital services pillars um, is basically a portfolio that makes sense for the future's workplace. So with with our current uh, midterm plan and our um, strategies with leading change at work and uh, fulfillment through work for employees um, and uh, all those aspects basically is part of uh, RICO strategy and vision vision for the future to um, uh, have a portfolio that just makes sense for today and for the future and for businesses. And because of, you know, where we come from traditionally um, as, a, as a business and uh, within the office automation space where, uh, where we're well known, um, you know, if you look at, for example, the antics, uh, green uh, quadrant uh, for Workplace Systems Integrators report of 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rico is positioned there as a, as a as a systems integrator, and it's not compared to any of our traditional oppositions. That that, for example, IDC, uh, where we in IDC uh, with uh, your workplace or your print transformation, Rico is a leader there. So you know, we Rico has been driving it through acquisitions, a lot of acquisitions as well but basically future-proofing the business. And if you look into the reports, you'll see like some of the um, differentiating factors, for example, was um, on, on, uh, on the report and what they highlighted uh, was that, uh, you know, Rico is about 10 years ahead. Um, when COVID hit at yes. that time, when we started, uh, when hybrid became a thing, you know, Rico was basically, in some cases, we more than 10 years ahead of where we used to be. And so when that and hybrid work needed to be implemented, we were ready mm-hmm. to go. But that just accelerated everything for us even more. And I think that obviously drove all the yeah. strategies for all the acquisitions and everything Okay, But the pillars is like business process management. We covered that in a previous post, uh, podcast in more okay. detail um, with with there with Diamond Club and uh, the best in the world uh, it was in the top top 10 in the best in the world with uh um with docu as well but uh, we've got our um then our cybersecurity. we've got uh, the digital um, experience uh, uh cloud and uh, um, cloud and uh, infrastructure services uh, digital workplace and then eco graphics communications as well so that full portfolio um, and if you look at you know <laughs> around everything, the smartwatches we're wearing, the phones we've got on us, everything is a vulnerability. Everything in your IT ecosystem is something that needs to be looked at. So we already had so much of it that, uh, and I mean, we needed to obviously move with and look ahead to be able to take our customers (coughs) and ourselves on this journey to to, to remain relevant and future-proof our business, society, our customers, our business partners, everyone else in our supply chain and our value chains.
0: Thanks. Thanks for sharing that, and and I think you know you've really used your core strengths of where you've come from historically, and and pulled around that, and and started looking at that broader ecosystem of of where you can play from a digital point of view. So I think that shows the kind of strength that that you're building in your in your company. I want to just switch back to the cybersecurity sure. conversation. It seems mm-hmm. like that's our topic for today. Perfect. Uh, but there's some very groundbreaking capability you guys have produced in terms of Rika's ransom care. Um, it's a it's a fascinating product, and we spoke a little bit about it yesterday. That it's been in the market for about a year. Just share a little bit more about what that product is capable perfect. of doing and and how it works.
1: Sure, perfect. So um, yeah, it's, uh, just to, um, to 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 just also um, clarify that it's been we've been live in South Africa from Rico, South Africa op, uh, operating company perspective for about a year now. And uh, we have yeah. onboarded a, f- a few customers. Um, who's got that peace of mind now with our Rico ransom case, so which is uh, uh, what is, is what it's called. It's a Rico ransom Care, So it's a ransomware containment solution. So it's not a prevention. You know, we're not. Uh, it's it's we're not competing with your prevention and detection and your first lay layers and lines of defense. Uh, Rico went went and with the digital factories and R and D and looked into obviously all these things to find. Um, um, the right product uh, offerings within our and services within our portfolio to uh, to basically address those gaps that were there which we know mm. there aren't many you know um so uh we're not competing we actually a, a last line of defense uh with erico uh, ransom care in in, in your uh, uh eco uh, system uh, within your um it environment where all your where your your crown jewel data is stored basically so so we protect the crown jewel data and uh, so you know as the ransomware strains um and i think as technology and as uh artificial intelligence and all these things also has got a good and a bad side to it and things are changing. It's becoming, you know, obviously more of a problem and especially like ransomware strains, just like what we saw with what, what actual virus strains um, do and mutate, excuse me, um, happens with, uh, with uh, ransomware viruses and other viruses. So they find other ways to try and penetrate through your layers of defense. So um, relying on, you know, all the examples we've seen globally, those organizations got how many layers in place? Where do you actually draw the line, and what's enough, and what is actually enough protection? But mm. um, so, so they are investing, and it doesn't mean they don't—they don't have the world's greatest um, cybersecurity uh, strategy and products and services and everything in place in the environment. There could be that one strain or that one person that clicks on a mail for some reason or does something out of order or that or they didn't expect, or that virus yeah. basically uh, manages to penetrate through, which we see happening all the time still managing to find ways to get through. And that's where we look at it differently. So with Rico Ransom Care, um, it's uh, unique in the way that it basically looks at what the purpose of ransomware is, and that <coughs> is to encrypt as much of your data as quick as possible. So it basically looks at the speed of your um, encryption of the data and and will pick it up as and flag it as malicious and basically stop it in its tracks right there. So um, it's like a sprinkler system within a building where a fire breaks out, it's supposed to break the fire there and contain it straight away. Yeah. That's what the ransom care is. So yes,
0: no, so absolutely. I mean, um, in the way I think about it, it's it's a real time or a or a very near real time solution to mitigate ransomware. And like you said, you know, you're not in the prevention business; you're in the mitigation business, particularly. Uh, so it's it's very timeous that you can you can you know stop. Something spreading, and and yes. obviously, if it if it encrypts a portion of the data, you can always recover that, or that's going to be the worst loss you're going to experience, rather than all your data being encrypted. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking about layers and layers of security. I, whenever I spoke about security, I always found that a, a very nice analogy that I would always use is that of an onion. You know, it comes in layers and layers, yes. and and you're going to keep undoing each layer to figure out what what's going on inside the organization. Yeah. I, I well, clearly, you're, you know, you're, 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 our you're, <laughs> <too>. <laughs> your your solutions clearly focus on a very, very difficult challenge. And, you know, mm. of what you've seen in the marketplace locally, globally, you know, what is the effectiveness of the solution? If if you had, if you could,
1: you know, I don't sure. know, quote a number or, or just mm, give us a sense. Yes. Look, um, yeah, I think, and what I'll do here is I'll quote one, uh, some of my uh, Rika Europe colleagues um, who we, sp- we also spend a lot of time with on calls with customers as well. And no one will give you 100% uh, guarantee that, um, you know, that's going to be 100% um, uh, uh, durable and prevent. Full proof. Full proof, yes. So no one will give 100%, but, um, you know, uh, that we mentioned to our customers that going as close as saying, you know, 99.9% because we haven't had one incident incident um, where we have implemented RICO ransom care globally um, through uh, the operating companies um, in Europe and all over and especially in the UK it's been very it's, uh, our, our cyber security is really strong I think from your background you know you'll be interested to also know that uh, RICO has been dealing with cyber security and providing cyber services for Vodafone for many years in the UK as well. Um, so there's different IT services being offered there. And I think myself, it's been a great
0: conversation, and you know we've spoken a lot about cybersecurity today. So before we close the podcast, you know, do you have any final messages you'd like to leave with with our audience?
1: Um, yes, thank you for the opportunity for this as well. Uh, look, I think you know it's information overload in information. Uh, era that we're living in its uh, you know of uh, things that I've seen like fourth industrial revolution I think some of the the notes I've seen it, it, it you could call it the information in, uh, uh, revolution really also looking at that and now the other things that's coming in with uh, technology and all these things so where to find and what to so you uh, you you also with all your CIO experience I'm sure you know we want to call you yesterday with, uh, with a CIO from Rico Europe where we discussed quite a few things um and uh, the the things that's so important um, in an organization today with security being such a massive thing. um, And and I mean, security being such a complex thing. um, And uh, you know, like, Basic things like public cloud, private cloud, um, you know, uh, on-premise. What is some people still felt on-premise is much safer because of so many reasons. We've all seen how that's changed and why it was proven not to be in most cases. Uh, but uh, I would just say reach out. You know, there's, uh, there is experts and I think there's systems and system integrators, you um, in place that's got the, the not just the technical now, but the products and the experience. And because we, uh, you know, you deal with it on a daily basis uh, with the different elements Um uh, to, to, to guide you through that and it's it's impossible to achieve these things without the technology so then yeah. technology should be an enabler for people and that's what we want it to be we wanted to reach the world technology not the opposite and we and that's where we want to uh, and that's where we were making a difference with that and being um, you know uh, environmentally sustainable with all of those things that goes with that as well so reach out it's not as you know <laughs> the cost of doing doing nothing we've seen many times is the biggest cost. Mm-hmm. So just leaving it, waiting for saying, okay, I'm parking this, I'm parking this, go and prioritize and maybe just get a few external insights as well with audits and things like that. Just a few people. It's such an interesting thing as well. And let's win the cyber cyber war. Let's show these people. Let's find a way. I mean, um, there should be. Uh, and I believe if the people are, 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 are um, clever enough to be so successful in it, I think with uh, – from an ethical perspective, we can be just as clever and even better than them. And I think we need to channel all of us together and for the better of society.
0: Yeah, myself, thank you very much for your time. I think, you know, the world's obviously accelerating at a rapid pace in terms of digital and digitalization. Uh, But thanks, thank you for a very engaging conversation and sharing kind of the offerings and solutions that RICO has towards these very, very difficult challenges that I think most organizations are dealing with. And let's see how we can help secure and, 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 and safeguard our digital ecosystems. Thank you very much. Thank you for your Thanks time. you
1: Dave. You'll enjoy it. Thank you.